Hey everybody, it's good old JR Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling, and you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're gonna like it. Hey. Are you there? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bad Medicine Podcast coming to you live from the Bad Medicine Studios in the greater Fox Valley. We are moved up today. We are on the 13th floor of our building. That's right. We have a 13th floor. We do not fear the number 13, and we certainly do not fear how idiotic we might sound making up things about the 13th floor. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a very special guest today on the Bad Medicine Podcast. Andy, take it away. For the last time, it's not Andy, but our guest it's today. Drew. It is Drew. <laughs> Drew. Well, coming, coming to you live today and in person, our special guest, he is a stand-up comedian. He is a part of the You Don't Say podcast. He's live and local right here in the Fox Valley area, Mr. Christopher Olson. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you doing, bud? How was the drive? Uh, It was good. Good. Yeah, it was uh, a little difficult finding the place, but... um, I know that big building, he says 13th floor, it's really like a 72 floor building. Right. And it's way out by all the trees. Mm Mm-hmm. So it well, is kind of hard. It's a large wooded area, and I, uh, I didn't know Very you Very tall were. trees. Yeah. Yeah, you had no yeah. problem getting through the gate, though? The badge worked okay for you? Everything worked out okay. I was a little surprised about um, the glory hole halfway up, but that that's okay. <laughs> well, that's Andy put that in. He said we had to have it. It was yeah, his that's contract. Andy, I don't know who that is, but yeah. I mean, but, you know, every time we mess up a floor, we just move up another level. Right. So we just leave the mess, never clean it up. And that, those should be sponsors of Jim Beam bottles. Just keep ending up everywhere. Those are true words to live by. I noticed a scratch on my new Raptor that Ford gave us. Did you ding my door, Andrew? I may. I'm not. I'm not mad. I just want to know if you did or not. You let him take it to the Bucks game that night, so you get what you deserve. No, he took his. Whatever. I mean, I know you've been letting a certain somebody drive your Raptor around because you really. I don't have a Raptor, but you know. Yeah. He, he looks like no, more of a talk to you Ford about Escape that too. guy to me, really, quite yeah, frankly. I am I a thought, Ford Escape I, guy. I Ford gave all of us Raptors. Dave didn't get one? Oh, no, I took I a Chevy. Something. <laughs> I took a Chevy. <laughs> oh, I thought you were oh, he wanted that bailout. Yeah, he wanted the bailout. Bailout mobile. Well, Chevy's not Trade. laying off 7,000 yeah, employees. Bucks, so give you some gas. <laughs> Trade in the mom mobile for the bailout mobile. That's right. <laughs> Chris, so yeah. it's new, oh, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. Our oh, guest. Yeah, we, we do have a guest. No, he drives a Chevy me. too, by the way. Uh, no, I don't. Actually, <laughs> actually I drive a Dodge. But it's, it's he wouldn't have been able to get through the gates, Dave. <laughs> no, no. You know that gate we have will stop a bus doing 50? It was unbelievable. Not 55, huh? I mean, a bus doing 55, oh, you never know. But if it drops below 55. Well, oh, there's some right. serious that's trouble. Thing that's right. <laughs> Take it easy, Wildcat. Take it easy. That's right. So, Christopher. Yes, what sir. got you into the comedy business? Uh, smooth and subtle, Andrew. Smooth and subtle. <laughs> I like, like I like right to the point. No, oh, yeah. I, uh, I'd, I'd always wanted to do stand-up, you know, to actually like uh, be on stage, force people to laugh, that sort of thing. I was always pretty good. Andrew knows all about that. It's a lot of force, I can tell. Yes, <laughs> force brothers. <laughs> no, I... Um, 
I was going through um, I was, I was going through like a rough time in my life, and then uh, somebody told me to just start journaling, so I did. And then reading it back about a year later, I was finding some really decent humor in it. And um, a friend of mine had known a couple of local comics and had just said, you know, I should stop by an open mic sometime. So I did, and that was seven years ago. So yeah, it's kind of been nonstop ever since. It was just... Uh, I uh, did an open mic, then it was a lot of networking with other comics, and it was, oh, hey, there's an open mic here, uh, there's a little showcase here. It was, uh, that's where the networking sort of came into play of just understanding then where to go to um, to look for what, and uh, <laughs> then just then just kind of really just kind of getting after it. But uh, that's that's really, really honestly, it's just how it started. Now, growing up, I watched a lot of stand-up. So Annie had an evening at the Improv. Yep, uh, my that. dad would let me stay up on Thursday and Friday nights to watch Johnny Carson. Oh. Uh, you know, and that was that was pretty huge through, so I'm, a, I'm an 80s kid. but um, yeah, So things like that, you know, seeing individuals on Carson or seeing individuals on Letterman. Um, and even like, like Tom Snyder had a show for a while on yeah, CBS, yeah, yeah. but he'd have, he'd have, you know, some interesting, yeah. The Guy dude had amazing had a, hair. Yeah, the, <laughs> all going, and then the real tight camera shots for the yeah. interview was like, like right in. Oh yeah. Can it was a, yeah. a little bit. He had, yeah. He had like the head of a 32 inch television. It was crazy. <laughs> but, uh, no, so I, doing that and watching that was, uh, was really just, it was always an addiction of just oh, I just want to I want to laugh and I like what these guys do, so I gave it a try and um, it was horrible. You know, at first the first year was awful, and um, you know, each I guess you know you kind of look back each and every year to just you know how you've uh, how you've progressed over the last year or say over the last two. Um, you know, I'm seven years in now, and you know I look back and there's some garbage jokes I told, just complete <laughs> garbage. And then there's some, though, that still actually hold, that I still will use from time to time, depending on a crowd. Uh, just, I started super clean. Um, and that's not the case anymore. So <laughs> like, uh, no, I mean, I, c I can easily do, I can do a clean set. It's, yeah. um, it's just a lot more fun, uh, especially at a club, uh, to get a little dirty, just because people are looking for that. They have to be clean at work. They have to be clean around their kids. They have yep. to... Uh, you know, they have to be nice around the in-laws or whatever the case may be. So it's always uh, it's always a little more fun when you get to uh, kind of poke the bear, as they say, to just <laughs> yeah. see see what kind of uh, you know, see what kind of reaction you get when you stir the pot. I guess. <laughs> yeah, you can save the clean stuff for the uh, for the corporate gigs when you got to go there. Right, um, right. You mentioned some terrible jokes. Is there one terrible joke that you have that you could maybe share with us that we could all? Uh... Um. Yeah. Let me see. Um. Uh, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna remember it. But uh, like, word for word, it was. Uh, oh Jesus! It had. Um, uh, it had to I, do I with. Apologize. It had to do with a teacher I had. in back running a chainsaw. I don't know if you heard <laughs> that or not. Uh, hey Jose, knock it off for a minute. I thought we you were better... on the thirteenth floor. Are <laughs> oh, we here? Out the balcony. Yeah. Oh, the reed whack in that big tree you saw on the by the elevator there. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I, yeah, I, we I thought I saw using that as camouflage for people to not find the place. <laughs> no, I had a, I had a joke involving um, like my son's teacher. It was uh, uh, it was geography teacher. <laughs> geography teacher is really uh, um, uh, my son was no, how did it go? My son was failing geography, and um, uh, something about me having sex with a teacher to increase his grade uh, because you know because uh, I was like because you know. Mr. Robinson is a fine-looking piece of ass. You know, it's like, 
pulling in that the teacher's a dude, but <clears throat> you know, and then just something, uh, you know, no child left behind, something like that, a couple of tags. Uh, yeah, that's it was really not that good. But uh, you, you if I pound it out now, I think if I, I think if I ironed it, it would probably yeah, work a little better. Yeah, a little bit. throw in that like you know, I thought it would help him get better grades, instead he failed. <laughs> <laughs> So it's actually my fault now. <laughs> he was actually getting an A minus. <laughs> now F. <laughs> well, Chris, I'm going to pick your brain on this. You said you, comics with clean sets versus dirty sets. Mm-hmm. What do you find more of a challenge? I know it probably depends on the night and kind of the setting, mm-hmm. uh, but do you find uh, it better to try to force yourself to do great at a clean set versus a dirty set? Do you find it easier or not easier? I think, I think depending on who you talk to, you're going to get different answers, but I think collectively in comedy i i feel the answer is going to be it's going to be harder to be clean all the time so you take someone like a jim gaffigan who's been super successful i mean he's he and seinfeld are essentially the king of clean um it, they're they're just masters at it um craig hahn is super clean he does you know massive corporate work but he's just a he's a fireball it's just one liner after one liner and <clears throat> it's amazing to watch so to keep you know, to keep clean material in a rotation, I think, is much harder. Um, you know, it's easy to sort of just take, I shouldn't say easy, but you have a little more leverage when you just take something out of pop culture or something that's happening in the world and um, you know, just make a mockery of it, which can become disgusting. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, to, you know, to just um, to have it be, like another one, Brian Regan, um, you know, I can... I can be on a 10-hour trip with my kids. And, uh, <clears throat> well, not much anymore, just because I can't stand them. But uh, <laughs> I've had, I got two boys. They're 14 and 17. It's so long trips. You know, they, you know, they want to hear, like, old dice is what they want to hear because they're, they're right in that wheelhouse. But, no, you know, uh, when I started, and then I was really listening more to uh, uh, satellite radio, listening to comedy channels, things like that, Regan was a go-to. I mean, it was just you can listen to that with – grandmothers with grandkids and they're going to laugh um so i think to keep in the mainstream and keep um uh, you know keep afloat your product and your career as clean is probably a little more difficult i would think mm-hmm. I, it, it is at times for me um i mean i can do it it's that is a challenge though and i think i think anybody that plays sort of both side of that coin uh, we'll find that. Um, you know, it's nice to talk about yourself in various demeaning ways, which oh, is yeah? how, <laughs> how shitty of a person you were or how, or how awful you've become uh, or are there things that you just don't like. Uh, but to have that, you, you know, kind of come across narcissistic and it's, it's nobody's going to pay attention at that point. So uh, to stay clean, I think for me, it's it's been a bit of a challenge, but it's, it's doable. You also have to understand that... Uh, you know, with an audience, depending on who they are, they might. Yeah, you know, if it's a, you know, if it's a middle school, you're kind of screwed. I mean, you got to be nice. Uh, you can drop three f bombs. I think that's the. I think the limit. That's, is three. that's the that's limit. Right. Is, and one yeah. shit. <laughs> and, For some reason, you can say more fucks than shit. And uh, and a couple of jokes about gun control. That'll be, <laughs> be great at a school. <laughs> I hey kids, you got your vests today. <laughs> I do. I think oh, that'll go the, over so smooth. Incredibly. <clears throat> All the librarians are packing heat now, too. That's great. <laughs> well, and you talked about, um, you know, working clean versus working dirty. And I think um, the one thing I wanted to ask you about was, 
and I don't think a lot of people consider this when it comes to stand-up comedy or musicians or anything like that. And, and, and that is, did you have to work at all to get comfortable in front of a crowd? You know, your delivery, mm, the way you yeah. spoke. Um, was that as difficult or similar less than the actual, you know, doing your routine in the bits itself? Yeah, to me, the getting in front of people and talking was, I've been doing that for quite a while just with, day jobs I've been in front of a group of coworkers giving a presentation something completely mundane you know about the third quarter projection analysis spreadsheet bullshit but um (laughs) with that so like that portion came easy to me like to to talking in front of people uh laughter is one of the hardest and most difficult human emotions to pull out of this is a little psychological but it's true and it's been a fact that people have found the doctors have found that laughter is extremely difficult to pull out of humans so not only are you trying to do your job and you're trying to become better but you're also um you're also like trying to psychologically twist these people into (laughs) enjoying themselves (laughs) which if you do your job right then they laugh and they enjoy uh writing the material for me of like setup and punch of a joke that that took me a while to really kind of slice up the words and kill the sentences Mm -hmm. is a term i've heard uh real early on and even to this day i'll get a little winded with the setup of a joke um to where there's just several words that weren't necessary and you know if i would have taken out you know, whatever the part may be of, uh, well, then I tied my shoe, and then this happened. Omit the whole shoe. It doesn't have anything to do with the yeah. punchline. So mm-hmm. learning and kind of walking through that, and a lot of times you're kind of on your own. Uh, recently now, locally and throughout the Midwest, there's been a number of different workshops and available uh, uh, available like writing sessions, things like that, that weren't really available that I knew of, you know, say 10 years ago or seven years sure. ago. And that might just come with me uh, having now gotten into it a little deeper. <clears throat> but uh, those workshops and those individuals certainly help a pile because it's, it, it is a craft. It's, it's by far an art. Um, and you, you know, if you're basing a career off of it, uh, it's sink or swim. <laughs> so you got to get, you have to get better. So you have to, you know, you sometimes you have to take the three-hour drive and you know just bite the gas money to just learn how to craft a joke better. Or read. There's several books that have been written. One is called The Comedian's Bible. Uh, one is called Don't Wear Shorts on Stage. It's it's very crafted and written so well of just how to write a joke, how to uh, work with clean material, how to work with corporate uh, events, things like that. So there's the tools are out there. You just have to, you know. Go to half price books. Go to Amazon. Order the books, or take, you know, take a, you know, just take a class if you if you need to. Uh, the tools are out there, but uh, it, it takes you a while to figure that out. And I think now, really, like I said, like in the last seven to ten years, you know, social media has taken a complete. Uh, it's just there's an explosion. Um, so I mean, you can you know, master classes are available through YouTube. Um, and master class is actually a, Steve Martin has one, um, other comedians, but then there's other artists as well, like musicians, things like that, um, that will teach you how to write a joke. They'll teach you how to play the banjo. They'll teach you how to, uh, you know, build a better car or what have you. So um, the tools are there now, more readily available than they were several years ago, which I think is helpful. Yeah, and it is interesting how you talk about you know a lot of the things you touched on. There's so many similarities with you know 
whether it's pro wrestling or with, you know, being a musician or, you know, being an actor or whatever, but it, it is funny just to hear you talk about it. And, you know, the things you're saying, I'm, I'm just imagining the similarities with, you know, you talk about going on the road for no money just to hone your craft. That's exactly what guys do in wrestling. You know, right. they, they go right. to seminars, it's, they go to classes. It's just, it's real interesting how they all connect. Yeah. yeah. Almost any kind mm-hmm. of performance connects and you can almost do them similar in a similar fashion, whether it's, you know, the, the idea of a callback in, right. in a joke or in a wrestling match. Oh, he went for his finisher and he didn't hit it this time. Then he yeah. hits it later. Yeah. You know, same thing with jokes or in a, in a song. I, I'm always, I always find that interesting how the, the similarities between any type of performance art. It's a lot of psychology for wrestling. And it sounds like it's a lot of psychology a little bit for you. Cause you were saying pulling laughter. Well, there's mm-hmm. some comedy spots too that wrestling does. Sure. And you're trying right. to pull that laughter. So I, I know I completely agree because there's some spots that we've had to do that were so ridiculous, and it's like, God, this better get a laugh. Yeah. So you get the one knee slapper, and you're like, okay, that kind of saved it. That guy did it. All right. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, there's the promoter, like, what the hell? Oh. So you, you mentioned workshops, kind of, and we were just kind of mentioning that right there a little bit. An example would be Jim Ross had a seminar that we were just at for okay. a bunch of the young guys. Name drop. Um, so with that. How does the workshops for you guys happen? Do you guys actually have like some names come through, or mm-hmm. is it? Yeah, the, the like, really the big one is uh, March every year is in Grand Rapids at uh, Laugh Fest. Uh, that's a huge uh, event. It's I think a week and a half long, if not a week. Uh, but there's several comedians that have set up programs during and around Laugh Fest, uh, and they'll vary on different days of the week, uh, the, the amount of time. Um, <clears throat> so some of it will be writing. Uh, some of it will be you know, how to make your act more uh, more presentable. Um, Eddie Ift, or pardon me, uh, not Eddie Ift. Um, God, what's his last name? Uh, he wrote for Letterman for years. He was here in Appleton a couple of years ago, and he did uh, a program to where uh, he, he let you do three minutes on stage, and he walked you through... Uh, how to rewrite several different jokes. Um, I'm blanking on his name, but anyway. Um, another individual that, uh, so that's just an example of something mm-hmm. you do. Uh, there are workshops that happen in Madison, Milwaukee, just as far as statewide. Minneapolis uh, has a very huge comedy scene as well as improv scene. So there's always something cooking at um, uh, the Acme, um, uh, Acme Comedy House in uh, Minneapolis that you can you know, learn a lot from, and a lot of them are, a lot of them are you know, actually like trained actors or actresses mm-hmm. as well. Um, Madison has a really good scene. I mentioned Milwaukee, uh, but um, going back to Laugh Fest, you write down from writing, stage presence, how to write a joke, into even um, a comic I just worked with earlier this year uh, in Appleton here, DJ Sandu. He's from um, San Francisco. Um, he might live in Sacramento now, but in any regard, he goes uh, to workshops and festivals, and he is now two years a full-time comic, and he provides a program. Uh, it's more of a it's more of a learning program, I guess, if you want to call it that, of uh, of how to get cheaper merch, get cheaper merchandise, oh, sure. how to yeah. budget properly, uh, how to 
find out the breaking point of what a gig. So if you're going to get $250 for this one night gig, how far did you travel? What are you getting for gas mileage? What did you bring for yourself yeah, to sure, eat? The business side of it. Exactly. A lot of guys don't exactly. think about it. And yeah. you know, a lot of guys are just and, and gals are just thinking, oh, this is, this is the best. Well, then when you break it all down, if you're doing it properly, um, I'm a number nerd, so I've got an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> of like how long it took me, you know, mileage wise. Okay, I know that you know the government rate is fifty five and a half cents per mile. Okay, so that I have to put on a ten ninety nine at the end of the year. Yep. Uh, but if I'm only making one hundred and twenty five dollars, it's like oof, okay, but. That one twenty-five, that I'm going to get. Okay, you know, I can eat peanut butter and tortillas for a couple of days, <laughs> <laughs> and if it includes a hotel room, it's like okay, I'll get some sleep. But that booker I'm working for might book five other rooms, so that one twenty-five might turn into another opportunity for two hundred or two fifty yeah. or three hundred. So it's <clears throat> it's basing a lot of different variables into that equation of what makes it more profitable and what's going to help you down the road. And that's just that was over a two-day conversation with DJ Sandu, which was amazing. But he gets really nuts and bolts into it. He's an amazing dude. Yeah. Um, and he's he's doing – he's all over the country. Um, to me, he's East Coast. He's West, a lot of West Coast uh, stuff that he works with. But, uh, but no, so when there's uh, the Seattle uh, International – Seattle International Comedy Festival, San Francisco Comedy Festival, he's there. He'll do a couple of sets. But his main reason to be there is – yeah, he might charge $125 for, you know, a four-hour seminar, but you're going to get all the information you need yeah, it's, to it's all right there. break it all down yeah. as far as the business side of it. So, mm-hmm. And there's others that do the exact same thing of how to write, how to properly write a script. Um, there's a hilarious comedian, uh, Emily Galati, who I, I love. She uh, um, uh, originally from Arizona. She was in Chicago for a while, but she's writing for a series on Netflix right now, and she lives in New York City. So her doing stand-up has been pretty thin, but mm. um, she's really good at it. So what I've understood from other people is she's really taken this by the horns, this writing job she's got, and she's seriously thinking about, this might be it. I've become a much better writer, and I might just continue with something like this. But she loves stand-up, and she's hilarious. So um, you get if you're able to do both, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and you kind of touched on it, and I think some of her other guests have too with – you know, things like your Netflix, your Amazon Prime, your Hulu, there's all these outlets now for entertainment and these companies just have to be, and maybe you can speak to this as somebody in the industry, they just have to be just grabbing people left and right to try to fill content, to try it to get, you know, like something it. on TV, you know? Yeah. It seems, you know, there's individuals I know that, why don't they have a special already for Christ's sake, you know, yeah. or, or there's individuals that, what the hell was that? Uh, but, you know, to be selected for something like that, you've, you've certainly got, you've certainly got an agent likely working for you. You've probably got the wheels in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, individuals have seen that set. Uh, they like it. Um, they produce it. Maybe you're not making a lot of money, so it's a massive credit. Um, but then there's other individuals that just release their own specials, like Jimmy Schubert, who was on Last Comic Standing several years ago. But he's he's like an old road dog comic. He just released a special through his website that it's just a it's just a payment he's asking for, I believe. Um, but there's others that are just using basic platforms. Uh, CISO is now gone, but others are using Hulu. Okay. To just to just launch a special, yeah. some are launching an hour on YouTube, 
And if yeah, they, I've if seen they that get where enough, some guys just put it on there for free. Right, yeah. right. So it's just there. It's out there. And as to what they want that to accomplish, I'm trying to still figure out. Because right. Well, we actually have one coming out next month. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, good stay for tuned. You. <laughs> Not only do we do a podcast, but we'll be uh, doing a live action film. Mm. Sorry, but it's uh, we have to pay you to watch it. So uh, that's how we can get it into more homes. And it's only right. six minutes long. Yep. <laughs> but it'd make Michael Bay just jealous oh just so jealous i'm sure he was salivating after right. you guys made the final cuts i yep. can tell well we <laughs> had are... michael bay we just have him do the you know will smith around the car as you open up mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah, whole yeah yeah wind up shot mm-hmm. that that's whole... all we're doing <laughs> yeah that was, the, that was the whole movie that's the whole movie and he only, only charged two million for it so uh, <laughs> yep Keep listening, guys. This is the first payment to Michael Bay. That's a great budget, though. I'll tell you what. Like, Rocky was made for a million. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so then you kind of touched on it with you know writing and stuff. What would you consider making it, or like, what are your goals in the business? Yeah, interesting. Um, and I've been reevaluating that just recently, actually. So, well timed, sir. Well timed. Inside um, information. Breaking news. And you always said Andrew had no timing, Dave. <laughs> In the ring. Oh, that's right. In the ring. Well, when you only have seven matches, that's it's true. hard to get the timing right. <laughs> assholes. No, um, I guess, uh, well, yeah, you are all assholes. No, I'm, I'm kidding. You guys just are these awesome. two. Just these, right, yeah. Hey. Diamond Dave's my man. No, that's like, no. Uh, well, well, that's, he gave you the extra special pat down. That the was way. the glory yeah, hole. That's, I thought. That's right. <laughs> it probably was. I don't know. It was weird. I, I heard the sweet whispers of young David. Just. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So um, someone asked me just like two years ago, like, where would you want to be? And uh, I said, I want to be. Well, what I had said was, uh, I want to be rich. And I want to be huge and uh, famous. Okay, well that didn't happen. But <laughs> perfect world, right? And in regard, I, we got you know, you in under the radar. Yeah, yeah. Right now, no. <laughs> so accomplish, you know, I've accomplished all the goals I've wanted. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm no one. Uh, no, just I wanted to venture out of uh, you know, out of the state. I wanted to uh, get some spots that were uh, uh, in fairly decently known Midwest clubs. I'll probably only be a Midwest guy, and I'm cool with that. That's fine. Okay. Um, but I wanted to uh, run my own shows, a couple of shows that uh, that I would put together. So I've done that. I've got a nice room in Hatley, Wisconsin. We run three shows every f- winter, and well, it's mostly winter, uh, November, January, and March uh, of each year. And um, it's a great location. Lisa's at Lakeside in Hatley. Give them a little plug. Um, but no, uh, so I, I got into some production. I wanted to run an open mic, which I did until the end of last year. Um, and that was just up to the owner. It was just, uh, she wanted to take just sort of a different direction on Tuesday nights. But so sort of you know, check one, mission accomplished. Check two, mission accomplished. Um, now I'm at a point where if I'm a viable resource for really decent headliners and they specifically ask me, hey, can you open for me? Uh, that means the world to me. I'm a pretty humble dude, uh, to be quite frank. I don't think highly of myself. Uh, I, uh, no. I have a lot of uh, self uh, self regret. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> right. Come on, oh wait, Dave. <laughs> there was that one Good time. time. <laughs> <laughs> the one botch. Oh, the one that got away. I can't believe like, they're paralyzed now. It almost involved a telephone pole. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Hence the reason you know, you're driving a Chevy now, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. If, if he breaks it, he just takes it just down to the Social Security office and he give him a new one. You know, it's no big deal. <laughs> He's always looking for the for the sale at Family Tree for it. That's right. Dollar, Dollar Tree. Tree. Dollar. Oh, you I, messed oh. it up. I mixed them together. I was at Same the Dollar thing. Tree today, and uh, they now have a frozen food section. If you haven't noticed this, oh, I have. There's some amazing shit. Place. Yeah, like should be like, sponsored. No, exactly. Uh, but there's like there's like you know, bags of frozen broccoli and mixed vegetables, and like for a dollar. And then you go into an average grocery store, any local store, and it's like two eighty nine or something yeah. for the same amount. Seven bucks. Yeah, some for of it. a mixed melody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just of, bought the mixed melody. Actually, they had to, they had to pay the extra. No shit, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Hey, the we right can't now. sell the mixed at the same price. Uh, there's no way we can take that. We're going to end up in the red. I swear to God. There's no way we're going to make green with the mixed medley at the oh, same nice price. Oh, nice pun. Nice pun there. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, we're doing jokes about broccoli now. That's what it's come to. Talk about clean. That was fucking clean right there. You know, Chris, I do want to circle back because uh, you were just talking about all your checks. Uh, what are some bucket list uh, venues that you'd like to do, or oh, have yeah. you accomplished all of them? No, no, hell no, no. Uh, Laugh Factory in Chicago, I'd love to do that. Um, I would love to do uh, like the Pabst in Milwaukee. That would clearly be opening for somebody. I'd love to headline my home club, Skyline. I'd love to do that. Um, <clears throat> um, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Detroit, I would love to work that just because it's it's kind of one of the oldest clubs in the country. Hmm. Um, Vegas would be huge. Just any room in Vegas, just to say you just did, say Vegas. did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Which it, I'm, I've been told. I've, I was just this past weekend. I was I got together with a friend from Las Vegas. He lives there now, and um, he had told me of like a number of different locations. And I'd heard of them. So I mean, it's not completely unfathomable. It's just getting in touch with a booker, getting on the show, and then doing it. Uh, and while you're there, just you know enjoy vegas because it's las vegas but uh <laughs> but with that being said uh you know anything vegas um small uh, corner while like old women are chain smoking playing the sports. yeah, yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm an audience for i you know, i'll be i'll be a comic for anybody that was good get me another beer <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> <a> schnapps, <laughs> schnapps. <laughs> give me a glass of my special wine yeah. <laughs> My yeah, that mad, one that's in the it's, box. It's Mad Dog 2020 Fruit Punch. She's <laughs> sipping out of a coffee cup with glass with ice. Just, uh, that's Andrew's Saturday night go-to. <laughs> Pinky's well, up because she's a classy broad. Well, that's, that's his starter. Is the Mad Dog 2020 that's the opener? That's the primer. That's the primer before the the real engine. If she starts. can't the pins before I knock them all down. Yeah, if she can't drink a bottle of it and still feel good, Andrew's like next. <laughs> Are you, are you I can't st- do with this. <laughs> this is <Awesome>. bullshit. <laughs> and Andrew's still sober after two bottles. That's the that's the sad part. She's she's oh still able God. to walk. Uh, give me another one. God, when is this gonna kick in? <laughs> Andrew's still swiping left or right on Tinder, Grinder, whatever which one he's on. <laughs> well, no, the other day I was on Bumble, and like I was. Drunk, and I was just swipe right, swipe white, swipe right, <laughs> white, 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 white. Hey, I, th- uh, I thought, uh, whatever. That's David. And uh, <laughs> there was one that was a mutual match. I look at it, hmm, interesting. I look at the bottom one. I don't think this is a female. I go up to her information. She was a uh, oh, transgender. Okay, and all right. I, 
You said fucking game on, right? Yeah, he did. But you know what? Just like them all, she had to react first, and she never said anything to me. So I got (laughs) kept to the curb. Uh, Couldn't even get a dude. Couldn't even do that. Can't Can't even switch teams. Classic me. She I don't know what's funny that that actually happened. You just shared it. No, that series that is one hundred percent true. He no, even showed shit. me the picture I, I before we went down to Milwaukee on Saturday. I was just Jesus in utter Christ. awe. Like uh, what? And hey, notice anything? No, she just looks like she has a strong jaw and an Adam's and a nice apple. Adam's apple. <laughs> what, what could that possibly? Oh, that, that chest hair is interesting. But <laughs> it was only three. Yeah. <laughs> I figured she can, can I, get a yeah, whack. I just, thought, I just thought it was little scrapes because she had a cat or something. I, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, good, good, a good cat tranny. That's that's a good. What's <laughs> her awesome. Well, I guess that's like not a word you're supposed to say anymore. No, you you can what, say anything cat? you want cat, on, on yeah. the Bad cat Medicine is... podcast. Remember, we only have three listeners, so they're not going to be mad. The yeah. only the only censor we have is Diamond Dave when he decides to edit us out. He's like the thought police over here. So ah, you can say whatever you want now. We'll have a good laugh if uh, you know the old uh, conversation Nazi over there decides mm. to let it fly. That's the <laughs> this issue. This is really like 1984. It's it like is. Like, yep. Right now is, but then when it's published, it's 2019. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I think he was going for a George Orwell reference there, Dave, but hey, yeah, it's all right. Head. You're right. Over the head. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> So speaking of, what is your what did, what's your go to material? Uh, myself, um, <laughs> no, like for real. Like I, I've got, oh, yeah. I know like, I can talk about myself in uh, in contrast of good and bad, and it's it's easy. It's and I, sh- I shouldn't say easy because it's difficult, but um, it's a smoother transition to get people to identify with the same issues that they're having. Um, so, and quite frankly, I. I mean, I'm not a huge. I'm not, I'm not a draw, but uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a white forty-something male who's divorced. So that Should be running for office, you would think, right? But uh, <laughs> there's still time. But I, it's always time. He's the he's the twenty-fourth Democrat. <laughs> Funny you mention that, Andrew. Uh, this is uh, he. I'm, I'm running. I, just like, <laughs> we're going to use this moment now for you to announce your candidacy. Remember, lie. Lie, lie, lie. And never point at him. You got to do the the thumb thing. Mm-hmm. And deny, deny, <laughs> deny. <laughs> it's the top two things you got to remember going into politics, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, you know uh, it is yeah. interesting that, that you know that you talked about um, you know using uh, yourself in a lot of your comedy. Do you think that uh, there might be some appeal there? And I don't want to go off too far here with it but you know to go and if you were in different parts of the country mm-hmm. you know like they're not going to see a guy from wisconsin in southern california and so they might look at it like oh this shit is funny or i never mm-hmm. thought about stuff that way do you see right. a lot of that kind of playing out or i did yeah yeah so i know i know what i bring to the table is is a midwestern platform i get that so you know and i'm not i'm not as uh uh I'm trying to think of the proper. They're word all amazed here, but, at how hard of a worker you are. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, no, that's far fetched. <laughs> no, no, but you know, um, Chicago, as an example, has a very, very strong scene, and uh, you know, you can get on stage there, uh, you know, four to five times a night, maybe more. So the comics oh. there are a lot more chiseled. Uh, their stage presence is much stronger, but their material is also a little faster paced mm-hmm. than, say, myself. Um, so yeah, Southern California, 
I could probably talk about, you know, being divorced. I could probably talk about my kids. Uh, anything else then that I would bring up as, uh, you know, say a Midwestern reference, they're not going to adhere. So I'd have to, I mean, I'd have to completely so you, pitch in something different. So you do take into location as being yeah. part of your, Absolutely. what can I do tonight? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a kind of a crowd hawk. Like I'll watch the crowd walk in. And as they're sitting down, I'll view that, okay, <clears throat> these are all, yeah, you know, 40 to 50-something age brackets. So they'll get a lot of what I have to say. And what I have found through the Midwest is uh, the late show. So something that's like a 9 o'clock show. You get a lot of younger individuals, uh, not, not, um, not just pure millennials, but there are 20-somethings that are there that don't have a reference to having a 17-year-old kid. But they do have a reference. They do have a reference to how a 17-year-old kid acts. So <clears throat> there's a twist to that, where I can still stay up to speed on what my kid's looking at uh, and doing, and bring that to the table of them to then understand. Hopefully, they understand. Uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a well-versed guy in uh, grinder uh, <laughs> or. Uh, or <laughs> Well, you're in luck because we happen to know somebody. It was Bumble, not it was, okay. What you call tomato, tomato, Andrew? <laughs> but no, um, I'll find a girl on there eventually. <laughs> eventually, just go to with, church. You'll be but good. with your luck, yes, apparently yeah. you will. <laughs> he, she might even be naturally born as a woman. Well, that's know. that would be a yeah plus. That'd be like a diamond. That would be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so, so I did an I did an open mic when I was in Boston, uh, and that was uh, and actually my buddy uh, John Egan who uh, lives in Green Bay he's a hilarious comic he did an open mic there as well and he just we both agreed yeah it was an open mic it just so happened to be in Boston but the same uh, it's the same concept you're going up there to make people laugh it's just what you're going to talk about um, in various different regions of the country think very differently than other regions. So Northeast, specifically Boston, there's every man in the city of Boston must hate everybody except their mother. I mean, they just <laughs> fucking hate everybody. It's fuck just, that car. Yeah, that fucking car. You like them yeah. apples? Yeah. How's except, your mother, huh? Except, except don't be talking about my mother. <laughs> Same thing. That's right. We don't have any tomato, Bostonites. Tomato again. Yeah. Right? No one from Boston listens to this. Uh, I see the stats. <laughs> you know, right. I tell you, it's <laughs> the truth. The Yanks suck. Yeah. Well, the the well, range on Diamond Dave. I mean, my bad. It was the New York Giant guy. I was going to say, Rusty Rogers. jeez. Oh, <laughs> Can't complete a pass. <laughs> oh. Still want to. I hope people from Boston guy. really do listen to this. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> like, oh, no, they're right. Yeah, yeah they're, they're right. Yeah, they hate everything. That kind of, that like red potatoes. <laughs> Love them. But <laughs> <laughs> well, then, like, down south, um, so like the southern states, like to get those individuals to laugh, if it's not at a pure comedy club, from what I've been told, because I haven't, further south I've performed is Missouri, but it went to uh, one-nighters through Texas and, uh, you know, through the uh, you know, through Oklahoma, <clears throat> up into then the Dakotas, um, 
it's just awful to just try to get people to laugh because they're so fucking sad. <laughs> it's just they're serious. You see what's outside, Jesus Christ. Oh, but I, I remember, and there's a pile of stories. That's it's a dying breed now, but uh, through the, you know, it was like the mid two thousands, so like oh four oh five, uh, the Dakotas were huge with um, oil. Um, yep. They were they were pumping out oil left and right. So there were. You know, 18, 19-year-old kids that were taking $25 an hour jobs to go work on these oil derricks. And uh, the comedy bookers, there's several that set up one-night shows through bars through this particular run. And it was just, it was awful. I mean, it was just terrible, like pulling teeth to get these guys to have a really? good time. Really? That's interesting. I mean, yeah. I thought they would be, just because I thought you mm-hmm. were, because you really went a different direction on me there. I thought yeah. you were going to say that, you know, these, there was young kids that had all this money and they were just looking to blow off some steam, spend their cash. Mm-hmm. I was expecting this story to go, yeah, the comics were making a killing. Everybody was laughing. <laughs> it was unreal. Well, Unfortunately, that's, <laughs> that's where comedy went to die. <laughs> and there, I'm, you know, I'm just speaking from, yeah, and no, I'm, I'm, I'm just the yeah. messenger. I wasn't there yeah. at the time, but what had happened was the, this is all true. For the most part, it's true. All the young kids spent their money on meth and hookers. Ah, you can't compete. No, so they, I don't. To I, your point, they I, did blow off some yeah, steam. So they, did they blew off a steam. lot of steam. <laughs> some teeth. And now they're dancing some teeth, and, yeah. uh, and now they're spending a lot of time in jail. <laughs> or they're dead. So, I mean, there's that. Uh, but no, I, it's just it's just what I've been told. Um, you know, progressive states uh, and and clubs like uh, the owners of Skyline have two really great clubs in Spokane and in um, Tacoma, just outside of Seattle. Portland has had a huge comedy scene for decades. Mm. Um, so I mean, Pacific Northwest, completely different dynamic. Uh, it's just it's just how anyone else with anything regionally. It does take a change. Yeah. Um, you know, even just with West Coast individuals, just travel. Everyone's in a hurry to get somewhere. Now, the East Coast is much, much faster paced. West Coast, just on an average day, it's, it's they're pretty laid back folks for the most part. East Coast is like you got to get there and you got to be and you just hammer, hammer, hammer. Um, just this is just travelers. Yeah. Um, and the individuals and in, you know you go south a little more laid back i mean the weather's nicer there's there's less people per mm-hmm. square mile so i mean <laughs> it's just it's just sort of interesting so there's a lot of geography to it from what i've understood and from what i've uncovered so uh but no, i get back to the question you know of what of what i'd like to do yeah uh pacific northwest would be awesome um, just because there's a great scene there uh yeah, I'd love to do Vegas. Um, there's a yeah, there's a handful of clubs, the Comedy Cabana in uh, Myrtle Beach. I'd love to do that. Um, what are some of those spots in New York? Like uh, Pete Holmes' show, kind of his last season, kind of focused yeah. in on that. Uh, I can't remember the name. Um, yeah, crashing. David Tell just did uh, his bumping mics with Jeff Ross there too. Yeah. Okay, well, there's Danger Fields. There's um, uh, what the fuck is it? Um, Caroline's, yeah, yeah, uh, Caroline. that's the one. Is then, the comedy cellar there? The cellars, that, yeah, that's that where the original and that one, one too. Is. Okay. Yep. The original yeah, is, isn't it in another place too? I thought they've got one in L.A. that yes. Pete Lee, who's actually from Janesville, he's he's kind of a regular at the one in, um, uh, yeah, it's in Vegas, yeah, hmm. but um, but he's been a regular at the uh, the cellar in New York City. So, yeah, those are those are a couple of the big ones <clears throat> that that I can recall, and there's a pile of other rooms like. 
There's uh, the Gutter Bar. That's got a really great show. I think it's, it's during the middle of the week. It's Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Um, and a comic from Chicago, Mike Leibovitz. He's been in New York now three years. Maybe it's four. But he's running that show, um, uh, part of uh, Comedians You Should Know. Hmm. Uh, there's a West Coast uh, uh, group in, in Los Angeles. And then uh, Chicago's the original group. And then... Um, Mike has got uh, a show in uh, New York at the Gutter Bar. And then there's a number of different spots throughout New York City. It's a huge city, so there's yeah. all sorts of places that have shows. It's just getting people in the door to then check it out. But it's a weird world out there. It's, uh, it's interesting, though. It's, um, it's nice to travel. You do miss your friends back home. I mean, I'll give you that. And uh, uh, you, you guys can make new ones. Well, with your travel, <laughs> are you doing more drive time or are you in some airports? I uh, First class? Oh, not a first class guy. <laughs> well, because first class, first class, if, the, if it goes down, you're just comfortable. That's really <laughs> just the only difference. Just yeah. like. <laughs> At least I was cozy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, haven't, I haven't flown for comedy uh, thus far. Um, but I was in Boston, but it was for a day job function and I was just there and I'm there for a week. So it's there. The evenings are my own. So I'll just grab an Uber and then I'll go. That works out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So no, I haven't flown. I'm not a huge flyer anyway. Um, I don't mind it, but um, I fly a lot better with like six or seven Tito's and cranberries yeah. under my belt. So, uh, <laughs> well, Diamond Dave loves to fly. Does he? Nice. I don't mind the flights when they're actually on time. And, mm. and they know, land on time and, and they, they, land they have time. their luggage. But your the whole, luggage? Well, I was just telling these guys the best place to see people at their very worst is an airport. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's they, amazing. They lose their shit. Oh. It, and it's, they, and they don't, I don't think they get an understanding that, okay, maybe you've been through this before. So, no big shocker there, okay? I mean, you've, you've been through this rodeo once or twice yeah. before. First flight? No. Well, okay. Okay, it's going to happen. It's just, it's a matter, it's a matter of, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's life. It's life roulette, man. You're going to lose your luggage. Your flight's going to be delayed. You're going to be stuck at ATL overnight. That actually did happen to me. I was stuck in Atlanta, which I thought was going to be overnight. And then somehow they packaged up a plane to get to Green Bay. And I was supposed to fly into Appleton. And, uh, yeah, I got into Green Bay. My car was in Appleton. So I had a buddy who had, he, he was just working for himself. He's a self-employed photographer. So is there any chance you could give me a ride home? Or can I just, like, crash on your couch for a while? Like, oh, yeah, I'll give you a ride home. So, um, so that was, like, super helpful. Uh, but, no, I haven't, I haven't flown uh, for stand-up thus far. Um, that's sort of a, you know, to... To get something that far away would be huge, and I yeah I would do it. I mean that's without a doubt. Uh, but no, I've been uh, this spring, so we're in May, uh, and you can pull that out if you want to. <laughs> but no, I, this was Wisconsin. Right. This is like still end of winter. Oh, correct. Yeah. And yeah. then tomorrow it'll be summer. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> tomorrow is supposed to be really nice. And then, uh, then rain. So we'll have three days of rain to where yep. it's it's uh, you know, Seattle North, North, yep. North Central Seattle, <laughs> through the uh, through the middle of June, yep. and then we'll have we'll have humidity that's uh, you know it, it's going to be a lot like Northern Minnesota. Uh, it's going to be very hot and very sticky, and then you're going to have 
that area of just nowhere else in the country experiences the Augusts we have because it's hot, it's humid. And then it's cold. Yeah. Like gold bond doesn't work in August. It nope. just becomes dick paste. It's just, it's just, <laughs> oh, it's those just are like, the best days. Those you are walk terrible days. Your shirt's man. just stuck to you the second you walk out. I kind out of the feel door. like we don't even have a summer anymore. It's like, no, you it's walk really. out the door. Nope. <laughs> not, to, not today. <laughs> Damn it, that was the last drop. <laughs> Just wasted it. But no, um, back to your question. Since February, I've been extremely fortunate. I've been extremely lucky. Uh, I've been, there's only been three weeks I haven't had comedy work since February. Um, so I was, <clears throat> I've been really lucky. Uh, my goal has always been um, two weeks a month and then something local. Uh, once a week. So whether that's an open mic, a little show that I can, you know, just drive one night to and come back same night. That's always been kind of how I've ran my calendar. But now there's been a little more traction of, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do this? Um, I got in contact with a couple of different bookers, which was super helpful. Um, they gave me a couple of spots. Um, I've parlayed that now into booking uh, I was just in Lacrosse, which is actually one of my favorite rooms. Oh, fantastic town, yeah, Lacrosse! Oh God, it's beautiful. Just don't oh. fall in the river. But no, other than that, no. it's great. And Suck people up. forget they've got two rivers. Mm-hmm. You could, like if you miss the Black River, <laughs> and you go to uh, the Old Man, you go to the Mississippi. Either way, it, you don't want to be in either one. Right. Like, <laughs> you're shutting her down. Right, that's your night is over. Uh, no, so I love Lacrosse, but. Um, I had a really good set, I thought. I then listened back to it. I thought then it was garbage. Uh, but that's just how it works. It's just, it's just how yeah. it works for me. Yep. I'll listen back like, oh, come on, Cloud9. I actually wrote a blip about this, and I threw it on Facebook. I was just going to keep it to myself, like my little, my little journal baby. But I thought, no, this is, I think I want to share this. And uh, the comics that, I mean, that I've worked with once or twice or that I've actually never met, we've just connected on Facebook hoping to, work together sometimes or just bounce ideas off each other or hey i heard you on the, this show saw you on this show hey congrats stuff like that it's an interesting community of how that works but the comics that were dude this is spot on this is exactly correct and even musicians were like yeah you get in that car you get in that hotel room and you're eating that 60 cent bag of sun chips and you're drinking that bottle of water like oh, that was awesome then you listen back and <laughs> That was bullshit. Like, I don't, I, I, like, so it just deflates all of the the little ego that you the, built. The momentum you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for, for everything, and that's what happened to me. Yeah, it was last week Saturday night. No, we could go Saturday. Um, Your own yeah. worst critic. Yeah, and yeah. and and some individuals are, and some are not. Uh, I'm horrible at just just killing myself over <laughs> this sucked. But you know, I've got some really decent friends, and that's what's interesting is i was never in a fraternity but the local comedy if 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 this is what a frat's like it's pretty cool because there's a lot of individuals that have your back uh whether it be seasoned comics or super young comics there's a couple of young ones that are really hot and i mean they've mastered old school comedy Hmm. um you know they they came up with dave attell they came up with um you watching jeff ross do uh, bros, they they saw they you know they saw old clips of Dice Clay through the yep. '80s. Um, they know Eddie Murphy did stand up before he was a fucking donkey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, but no, in any regard, it's it, it, it's a, certainly a craft that yeah. To you are your you are your own worst critic. 
by far. And you guys might even get into that too, where like, oh man, that felt good. Then if you watch back the tape, like, oh, for Christ's sake, I missed this. <laughs> no, I mean probably no not idea. you, of course. Like, the, oh, clearly, I, he's I, even in that. Yeah, he even said like, not you. Maybe I, not you, but I, I, I listen. You know, I listen to every podcast. I'm like, God damn, I'm gold. <laughs> this is this is just amazing. Uh, you know, if I could just bring those two up to my level, I mean, this, mm, yeah, I mean, it's it's really diff- I can see uh, the. The discontent in your eye of having these two anchors. Yeah, yeah. It holds you back, man. I, mean, just like... I know usually a boat can go with maybe one down, but two. Yeah. Don't worry. We still try to give him life, life advice, and he's just... You talked about um, you know, being able to do a lot of clubs you know, locally and, and Midwest and, and whatever it might be. And, and I don't know, maybe you can answer this for me because I don't know if I've just started to notice it in the last maybe three, four years, but have you noticed like a lot more of the smaller you know, bars like you mentioned up in Hatley mm-hmm. um, where they're, they're bringing in stand-up comedians now versus, because mm-hmm. you know, bands used to always be big, mm, then yeah. bands got expensive, they started bringing in DJs, and right. now I think, I think people got sick of the DJs, they wanted something different, and mm-hmm. it seems like stand-up has really taken off. Is that true, or am I just noticing that No, more? you're noticing it correct, and okay. I don't know where like the paradigm shift happened, but I think you're on to something of bands got too expensive, DJs were sort of pointless. Um, Come on, I want to hear him play his iPod. It'll be great. <laughs> well, there are certain there are certain DJs that like do very good work of uh, like like a wedding DJ. I mean, you gotta yeah. you gotta take a lot of shit from. Normally, it's bridezilla or drunken bridesmaids that. Wanna, Where's my song? Right. Yeah. This yeah, is my uh, day. It's my prom. It's right. all about me. Yeah, I can Look tell. Look at me, everybody. Yeah, I can tell you didn't have a prom date, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Always a bridesmaid, too. Always a bridesmaid, too. (laughs) Funny thing, isn't it? Helen. I don't know her name. (laughs) But no, um, the the connection I've seen is that there's there's definitely an interest in stand-up now very similar to what the boom was in the 90s. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, it's... um, it's more readily available. It's because of Netflix. It's because of Hulu. It's because of uh, HBO, Showtime specials. Um, it's because of young individuals. You'd say whatever you want about millennials, but millennial comics are, I mean, they're, they're cold calling hardcore sons of bitches <laughs> and, and, and bastards for that matter. I mean, they, they, a lot of them will knock on doors and they will stop into a bar. Hey, it's a coffee shop. Can we... How about an open mic, and we'll just we'll just give this a try. Or how yeah. about what are you interested in, and uh, you know, setting up a show, and you know, what do you have as like a budget? So who can we? And that's the hardest thing I go through with booking a show is so you know, if you've got a budget of X amount, and you know, you know headliner deserves X amount of money, you know, feature deserves X amount of money for one night. Uh, I try to make it a little more palatable than what the norm is just because I want it to be successful. Sure. Uh, but of the bars, um, you know, community centers doing them, um, uh, like supper clubs are doing like a comedy yeah. night now, but a lot of bars backing up a touch. Part of it is because of the actual comedy clubs, uh, there's been a decrease in clubs by like 30% in the country over the last, I think it's like eight or nine years. Um, which is 
a little difficult. It's just the price to pay the comics has not gone up in about 25 years. What was a $200 uh, one-nighter in uh, in the 90s is still a $200 one-nighter. But back then, gas was maybe a buck oh five a gallon and now it's close to three yep. dollars um a hotel now you know, a, a cheap one is 60 bucks after various different oh, room if, taxes. Yeah, if you're lucky yeah right you're using your right. coupons yeah you're, yeah <laughs> using anything whether it's um you know a, a finding service which i've used several times uh taking it upon yourself with something like hotels.com or uh travelocity or whatever you may use uh that comes into the equation but the the more simple angle I think is just that uh, people have wanted to see it more. They're more uh, apt to try it uh, as the business owners, which is cool. It's good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, our job then, as the comics and or then the producers, is to make it stick. You want it to go over well. Um, and I have a buddy of mine just ran a show this past weekend that he wanted me a part of. I couldn't, um, as I had other plans. But he brought. It was himself with two other of probably the Valley's best comics, and it was in uh, Marinette, so just um, before Michigan, um, before Menominee. And it was, I guess it was a kick-ass show. It was great. They're, they want to do another show. Hmm. So <clears throat> it's, it's getting in, showing them that you can produce a good product, and then continually bringing them solid comics. That'll hold. Yep. But there's been a number of times where I've been on a show that it just didn't go over. I mean, it just was the, it was just, um, it was not the neighborhood's thing. You know, it's just how yeah. it goes. Uh, the other thing is timing. Um, I was turned away from, uh, it was a gig in, uh, well, no, that it was a week, I was there the week before. So 2016, uh, the Cubs are in the World Series, and it's, uh, I think it's game six, and uh, this was in, uh, uh, South Beloit, Illinois, so it's just uh, like east, pardon me, just west of Chicago, south of Madison, Janesville. Uh, and a buddy of mine uh, produces the show there, uh, Cranes Butter. He's a great guy. Uh, three Chicago comics got out of Chicago to get there. I think he had an MC from Madison that was going to host the show. <clears throat> and the owner just said, it's game six, and I'm full for the game. It's a Wednesday. I understand it's our normal comedy night, but... Guys, here's all your money. You can have you know, some discounted food and some drinks on me. That still holds, but this is no one's gonna have me turn off. Yeah, the game. The game. For, mm. And they're like, "Oh shit!" But the amazing part is the owner still paid still you. Paid, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. That says something. Which, you know, yeah, that. which he knows he's got a good thing going, and uh, and he, he's a he's a pretty solid, decent owner. Um, so there was there was the sort of the. The rainbow <laughs> of, <laughs> of what can is normally the flip side of oh no, game's on, so we're yeah, not having a show yeah. last minute. Yeah, or um, you know a Sunday night show like okay, well, we're going to turn off the game, you know, the Sunday night football when it's you know the Giants and Patriots and they're both uh, you know, fighting for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. This means nothing to you, Dave, because it's football. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, if it was a college football, it'd mean jack shit. Okay, okay, okay. But if it's Tom Brady, I'm watching. Okay. Well, he is a handsome fellow, yeah. That's why Dave watches. That's why I watch. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Guy is an American treasure. Just saying. He is. That's, yeah. Six rings. That that guy's something else. But anyway. Greatest um, game manager of all time. 
<clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, no, so just with, with that as a, uh, like a piece of groundwork, that's where I think it kind of came from was, you know, a number of different things came into play of just bands are too expensive. You can get people midweek to show up on an off night and then still have Fridays and Saturday nights for your bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been a pretty popular thing with uh, bars, some restaurants doing comedy. It's You find them more astute to doing it on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, which is somewhat helpful because if comedy, like the good money's on the weekends. Mm-hmm. and it's, it's at clubs, it's doing two shows, or it's doing four shows, or it's doing five. Um, or it's doing two shows back-to-back with that's the thing in town on Friday night, or that's the thing in town on Saturday. Yep. And you book yourself <clears throat> with other bookers that run these different rooms, or they're all together under the same booking umbrella, and you make a run at it, you know, for a Thursday through a Sunday. Um, but with that, it's it's odd locations because the clubs have closed, and it's it's difficult, uh, and it, it sucks because you know what used to be a dollar fifty bottle of beer, they got to charge three something for yeah. now, or if not four dollars. So <clears throat> to get people to do the two, I won't two, pay. Two, oh, I'm not I, pay. I, I definitely paid my way when I saw you guys uh, at Skyline. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, nice. Dave had his two white wine spritzers, and uh, oh, I made sure I had I like my that. whiskeys, my Jim Beams. As you no, 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 no. Sponsor. No, no. See, now that's where sponsor. he's trying to buff it, right? <laughs> he had the all the fruity drinks that were well, available. I had one fruity drink. I'll admit, okay. the first drink. You had more than one there, no, sir. No, that was that. <laughs> well, and then, well, then when it's they're your asking... your story. You tell you, how you want. Next time you come to the club, and I'm working, I want to make sure you get, like, nine fucking umbrellas in that thing. <laughs> okay, sweet. <laughs> and a tampon. That way an anvil dicks in Oh, a nice bridesmaid cock. That won't fall on my head and when, with that umbrella. Oh, nice. It's all thanks. Straight out of Looney Tunes, yeah, man. Hey, and every time they ask me a drink, single shot or double, I said double, Dave. Single. Could it make it happen? Oh, yeah. yeah. Or make it virgin? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't driving or anything, but. Yeah. No, but, yeah, no, I was in the Dells this past weekend, and I kept being asked, single or double? It was my buddy's bachelor party. I'm like, fucking double. Like, no. <laughs> you know where it's Wisconsin, right? It's, it's, yeah. It's like, going on his tab, right? Yeah, yeah. double. Make it a triple. <laughs> Actually, just bring the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they have bottle service here. This is amazing. Hey, how much did that cost you? I don't know. Look at your tab waiter. <laughs> It's a secret. <laughs> That's right. Dave's got a fiver. He'll kick in. <laughs> That's that just, was the change he got from from the Dollar Tree <laughs> from his purchase. Oh, but yeah, you have to spend at least five dollars. That's that's a, that's a big day at the Dollar Tree. It tell is. You what, that might be two bags. That's right. <laughs> might be <laughs> two bags of veggies, probably. Uh, probably. Oh yeah, the mixed okay. medley is really. Matter. It is the way to go. I'm a mixed medley fan. Yeah, it's. Uh. Which I think would be the proper name of a really shitty band, the Mixed Medley. Mixed medley. <laughs> of the 90s, it'd be a grunge band. Yeah, well, yeah. No, you have yeah. one guy yeah. on like, the axe. <laughs> one guy on the axe guitar, another one's like on a flute. Like, they're just a medley of everything. The other one's got a j- jazz saxophone. The other one's just got the one something. drum that just does the one beat the whole time. It's just, yeah, it's just a, it's a hi-hat and a snare, and then you've got a guy with a big upright bass. Just something yeah. that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. He's like way up here yep. playing it. Way high. <laughs> and he's singing like high Christian bass. songs. Yeah. <laughs> That's 90s music in a nutshell right yeah. there, man. Just like, 
our savior. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You had a good beat. You had a Look good at this beat. crap. I believe that was uh, Matchbox 20, wasn't it? <laughs> These guys were everywhere back in the day. How much money do you think those guys made? They must have been on every radio station there was back in the day. Oh, they say, yeah. Well, they still I just, are. I just listened yeah. to an interview with Rob Thomas, and uh, like his net worth is it's like outlandish. It's, it's oh, got to uh, be insane. Yeah. It's got to be just throwing bags of money at people yeah. laughing. Yeah. Well, it has to be like the same with Nickelback, right? Everyone oh, hates figure, Nickelback. Yeah. But somehow they still make millions. <laughs> because I mean, it's all royalties now, really, yeah. since like the mid to late 90s when artists finally realized, oh, the management's given us the shaft. So yeah. just we'll start our own label. Screw it. And the technology, that's another thing in comedy right now is there's three, four really decent, there's more than that, but there's a couple of really different production companies that do comedy records and we'll, we'll do comedy CDs and, and uh, audio specials. But... Um, you know, for the for the non-savant that doesn't know this, uh, it's feasible to completely do it on your own. It's, I mean, you gotta you gotta make it look good. So, I mean, your editing has to be spot on mm -hmm. and 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 well crafted. But it's easily doable. So, uh, but no, back to the '90s music, man. It was just they were getting <laughs> shafted left and right. So it's like, no, we're just gonna put out our own, yeah, do it ourselves, stuff, which is great. But some of it was fucking garbage. And then, well, yeah. then you got like Nickelback, who had a decent record deal and <clears throat> several very popular records. And then for whatever reason, everyone was shitting on Nickelback. I don't yeah, understand. It was, the, it was the cool thing to do. Well, I remember yeah. them yeah. playing at that Thanksgiving and just getting booed out of the building. <laughs> it's like <laughs> cheering for the Bears. <laughs> 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 they just do it to be different. But it's, right, like, yeah. it's like, God, I was listening to the shitty Nickelback song during a Subaru. Now I want to get a Subaru just out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, take that, Nickelback. I bought a Subaru. Oh, wait. <laughs> they money out of me. Was the lead singer of uh, Nickelback? Didn't he Who marry cares? Avril Lavigne? Yeah. Yes, Chad Kroger. Yeah, he owns oh. the grocery store chain now. That's what he did with all his money. <laughs> Kroger's, <laughs> Kroger's, um, Myers, and Festival—they're called. <laughs> Got them all. Got everything. Yeah, uh, he's making a small coin on that. Yeah, why not? Oh, I was like, as as like a college guy in the nineties, Avril Lavigne—that was. That was a good-looking lady. That so, was all right. And then she like, still looks pretty much the same, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, but then she you, has not changed. No, no. But then you think Chad fucking Kroger, like, <laughs> that asshole. I think that's I think that's how it stemmed. I'll bet. So. Yeah, like, I think it was the anger of shit. That's what she did. Despite she could have had Jason Quinn if she knew what was good for her. He's got that. Well, that's that's why some forty-one isn't around anymore. Remember, she dated that whole band and they fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Black Widow. You're thinking, huh? Yeah, yeah she, was, be. she was just saying. What were some of your uh, favorite music back in the late 80s, Hanson. 90s? Uh, big Hanson fan, fucking Hanson. <laughs> Funny story. Uh, Every time we're in a bar, we play Umbop. Oh, nice. It gets people so... One of our buddies, he, I do he the, played I do the same it 10 thing. times in a row. Mm -hmm. The bartender <laughs> started throwing yep. shit because he couldn't yeah. change it. And he was Oh, those stories irate. are the best. Yeah. A buddy of mine, and uh, we played the uh, record of the Edmund Fitzgerald 10 times. <laughs> it was like nine or 10 times. We were just sitting there shooting pool. <laughs> Who the fuck played this? <laughs> <laughs> and my buddy Matt and I are just, you want to go now? Yeah, we only got like seven more times. Let's, yeah, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, well, were you in Michigan? <laughs> 
No, but you know, the, the perfect place to do that is Superior. I tell well, you, it's just, uh, it's just beautiful. It's just, for us, it was the advent of when the app first came out, so nobody knew who was playing oh, it. Still so, to this day, so people a, don't know in that a there's. Bar we played yeah. the intro to Family Guy the Musical, which is 11 minutes. It was long. on my birthday. We went to a bar. Why stop by? Oh, Plug okay. for them. Why go by? Why, Why go, go by? by? That's what it was. Yeah, I, go by. So I was there. There was a group of us. Nice. And Higgin dipshit that night too. <laughs> and our yeah, buddy, nice. our buddy, he he's like chuckling. He comes over by us. He's like, <laughs> we're like, oh god, what'd you do? He's like, you'll hear it. And the bar was actually pretty. It was pretty full. It was yeah. pretty yeah, full. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. packed, but there was a good, within the bar around the bar was full. The first five minutes of that song, because it's a twelve-minute talk track. Yeah. Everyone left except all of us. So we actually paid her. We gave her a good tip because we were like, sorry, we just cleared out your bar. Well, she didn't know there was a control to change it. And then there's people that are going, what is this? It says Aerosmith on the TV. That is not Aerosmith. I swear to God. Cleared house. Cleared house. Except us six guys. And then, and of course, Dave, Dave's like, here's a five spot. And he walked out. <laughs> You got a tip. You really, you really toss dollar. around. You really toss around those Lincolns. That's really. <laughs> so let's give you the backdrop on this. I don't know if you heard in the previous podcast, but Numb Nuts over here, Andy decided to order seventy dollars worth of uh, toppers. David. Oh my! And we're over at Mason Quinn's house, and at the estate. At the estate. Sorry. Well, the estate. Anyway, <laughs> so he orders sixty-five, seventy dollars worth of toppers. Sixty-five dollars of toppers. So I only had a five. In my wallet, I give it to Andrew. Yeah. Quinn, just, he just sits there and laughs and pays him nothing. He had the beer and, and he the had estate. the estate where I could sleep the night. Okay. I had to get it in the gas DUI number four. Because <laughs> taking so, a cab is too much, or calling an Uber is way too yeah, much to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to leave then, my vehicle think. there all alone. Uh, There's all these criminals trying to hop over his fence trying to get my vehicle. Oh, I'm you sure remember that's the time I, did, I had to go out and assist the police officer? I asked him if he needed assistance. Thanks for patrol. He got a little nervous. <laughs> but that's what, so that's why they keep dropping the five spots. So, yeah, that's I like the five spots. Uh, I like story. Five spot. That's actually a very cool story. Uh, <laughs> Before we get no, it's the music. You mentioned music. Um, so like Nirvana, this guy Pearl Jam. Track. Oh, yeah. yeah. You gotta come back Nirvana, every... Pearl Jam. Um, Rage Against the Machine, uh, uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Um, they were pretty big back in our oh, day. Yeah, yeah. S- then um, yeah, then um, Foo Fighters. Still hey. a big Foo fan. Yeah, and um, Foo Fighters. Yeah, I see Quinn rolling his eyes. Jeez, it's crazy. only because uh, <laughs> it's only because Andrew is in love with the insists Foo on using the Foo Fighters uh, for multiple of his seven matches that he had in pro wrestling. He insists on using the Foo Fighters as entrance music. Was and it, I was just it, think there goes my hero? I just it was my hero yeah, because yeah. it was in honor of my friend who was having lung cancer. Yeah, way to shit on so him. That's every why, match? That's what... Every, two. Two of the seven matches. The I just have only seen him have two matches. Yeah. <laughs> this guy over here. Jesus. Okay, so you were Foo Fighters. No, the other thing, yeah. too, was that... No, this is opening up a magic game. He was watching, watching the lovable Walking Dead. I, he said I kept interrupting it to talk about oh. the concert I went to. When I it didn't, it was during commercials... I was quiet the entire time it was actually on. But I no, w- he had to text Dave, oh, you won't shut up about it. <laughs> In his Vince McMahon voice, shut up. <laughs> I was trying 
to hear the Walking Dead uh, sweepstakes word, and you kept interrupting. That's right. Get your oh keywords God. ready for the Walking Dead fan club. Uh, so speaking of TV shows, are you a Game of Thrones fan? Or uh, any, haven't any seen an TV episode. Show? Hey, haven't seen you. an episode. Um, and I was just any was, TV show. Uh, I, I am aware that there is an invention called the television. Yeah, Dave, I am aware that um, <laughs> it's new. <laughs> it's, I understand. I'm there's just throwing color. some out there to break also, that up. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> no, um, it's funny. I was just kind of writing just today, uh, just a uh, just a one liner. But I haven't seen Game of Thrones. I never watched The Walking Dead. I haven't seen a single ad. ad uh, is it Avengers movie? The Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Avengers. I haven't yeah. seen. These, these are big cartoon okay. guys here. I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen a Batman movie since Val Kilmer was Batman. The best Batman. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and and I, I find. Knows his story I find. Clearly. I find. I'm a lot less angry than everyone else that's watched yeah. all this other shit. So it's just. Uh, it's just my take. I don't know if that's a fact or not. But when do you think that started? When? Because I don't ever remember. And maybe it's an internet thing, but I don't ever remember people being upset with shows and feeling like they had a right or oh, deserving totally of, social of media. I think it's. To, I think it's total you know. social media. Plus the fact that everyone now gets to pick and choose. You know, you've got Netflix, you've got Amazon uh, Prime. You can pick and choose what you want to yeah, watch, all and all of a sudden you're hooked on this, and then I didn't like it, and I couldn't turn it. And I didn't have it's 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 a fucking control mechanism yeah, mentally. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because everything no. else is on it's demand like, well, whenever they want. If I knew it was this, I would have I wouldn't have watched it. Like, yeah, I I went on a date and had to watch the movie Hope Floats. I didn't want to sit through that shit, but <laughs> yeah, but you knew <laughs> what was <laughs> coming at the got, end. Got yeah, a, never got a phone call back. <laughs> <laughs> he got six digits. <laughs> that close. That yeah, close. Like, <laughs> one more. No, I, actually, I I have told the story on stage a couple times, but I was uh. So it was 91, I'm trying to think, I was 17, and uh, I went out on a date with a girl who was, was I 16? I'm trying to think, I must have been 16, but, and she was 14, and I brought her, said, you want to go to a movie? Like, yeah, let's go to a movie. She could pick the movie. Uh, we, we went, we, we saw Basic Instinct, I shit you not. See, that's why I started laughing, because I knew that. You knew something was coming up, was like, called, yeah, go just, on. Just something go just, yeah. So it's like I, you knew Kevin Nash. Yeah, he, he knew it. <laughs> No, I just I to just think back on that now, like oh my god, like if my son pulled that off, I would, I would kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, like, like the the scene in the movie, you're like, hey, did you see that? So when that scene did happen with the leg cross, were you just like? <laughs> <laughs> that exit sign. Yeah, Do you like, see that, honey? Hey, uh, it is. Uh, it is eight o'clock right now. It is eight o'clock. Yeah, that's before cell phones. We didn't know what time it was, and it was. I remember just, just steer ooh, right into it. Yeah, just well, of course. I mean, I <laughs> I bought the tickets. Of course, I'm gonna <laughs> got the binoculars. <laughs> just like high five. He's got an old school camera that he's created to record it to sell it the next day in school because of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've only got two minutes, fellas, but here it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is what a pirate version is. <laughs> a nice two minutes, and I still went through six battery packs. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, now you're God. 17. That's all you need. Yeah. No, I, I must have been 16, and it was it was an R movie, so I don't. They just didn't ask for ID or whatever it was. But yeah, um, yeah. Just thinking back on that, like, oh God, that shit wouldn't fly now. You'd be, you know, there'd be some parent pissed off. Like, what did you see? 
a lady's crotch. That's what I saw. Like, oh, really? You're 14. That's not cool. And her nipple popped out. But I couldn't right. control it, Mom. It's It was art, Mom. It was like, yeah, it was, pull that. It was, it was black and white. It was classy. <laughs> there were subtitles and everything, all right? It was in a foreign language. I can't wait for the French version to come out. That'll be just lovely. <laughs> then you won't have to apologize for anything. Right, right. Yeah, then, it was, yeah, then it's all artsy. But... Uh, no, um, yeah, that was that was a hell of an incident. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, it, like nothing. Like you know, she didn't have anything bad to say about the movie. Um, well, that was something, <laughs> right? But no, it was just it was very awkward. Because it was like, well, <laughs> well, I guess, she chose uh, it though, right? I mean, yeah, she picked it. Yeah. I'm like, mm, all right, well, well let's see, ninety one. You were probably <clears throat> wow, what the hell was out in ninety one? Uh, see, eighty nine was the first Batman. I think the second yeah. Batman was ninety one. That was Batman Returns. Uh, 91, 91 was a good year. Red Hot Chili Peppers had Blood Sugar Sex Magic come out that year. So. Very popular album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we do a segment on here called Pet Peeves. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So what are some pet peeves of yours? Okay, and this can be just in general, right? Anything. It could be okay. daily life, on the road with comedy, or on stage yeah. with comedy. Uh, okay, so I'll try to do like one or two of each. So like comedy... Um, Going over, going over their time. A comic goes over their time, whether it's at it, mainly at an open mic, because if you're at an actual show, you have to adhere. But yeah, open micers doing what is supposed to be five minutes and they go seven, uh, and that's I can't stand that. Going um, over time, we know all. Yeah, about going over time. No, a little it's a too bit, much. Yeah, it's a bit much. Um, uh, well. It depends on the venue, but you should get something, I feel, to either eat or drink. If you're not offered either, that's kind of crappy, I think. Um, in general life, I absolutely despise these long lanyards that people have with fucking keys and shit. Oh, I can't stand these things. Yes. And uh, my neither of my sons have them. They think they're ridiculous as well. Um, but I just, I don't know what it is. It's just like this hanging rope out <laughs> yeah, of people's pockets neck. and it's, yeah, or around your neck. Yeah. I just find them completely absurd. I just, uh, it's like, I'm afraid I'm going to lose it. I better have right. 16 feet of rope on this <laughs> just in case, right. you know, I can find yeah. it later. Like, oh, like if your keys go down a well, like what the <laughs> fuck? Like, oh, I could just fish them out. I just, I find no purpose of it because <laughs> your keys are still in your pocket. You just have this. You know, this nylon or whatever <laughs> it is, whatever the fabric is that goes down to you know, almost your ankles, just swinging around. I just, I don't understand them. Uh, or around the neck, and there's, then there'll be individuals that think they're super important, and they've got... Like a janitor. Know, oh. Well, either that or like somebody, <laughs> a janitor. Dave, shitting like, on the janitors. Wow. Well, I guess we know whose office isn't getting clean tonight, <laughs> No kidding. I'm always nice I'm to Jose. We're going to go, Dave. We'll tell Jack he should you. do a better job of cleaning the floors. That's, They're going to move you to the 21st floor. That's not his that's name. Not that's the, I feel like the feed. higher we get, is yeah. the, it's like they're trying to show us, hey, we can... We want you in the worst spot, and Andrew's afraid of heights, and I'm afraid he's going to like look out the window one day and just be like, eh. You know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, the other is, uh, and this is a thing between uh, my sister and I. My sister, uh, <laughs> my dad is a mechanical engineer. My mother uh, was an office manager for several companies for several years. Uh, my sister uh, is an English instructor, 
at uh, a very well-known college locally, and I <laughs> and I talk about my wiener. So right. it's just like, yeah, she's I, proud. Yeah, she's proud. But you know what? Oh. Who's who's happier? Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I'd wager oh, it's you. It's my sister. No, <laughs> just, well, he likes to talk about his dick. It's it's, uh, it's fun. Thanksgiving's awesome. Uh, but no, we we um we will find uh, individuals that will use words incorrectly, like supposedly. It's not a word. It's supposedly. Supposedly. So it's that Wisconsin accent that really... I think there's something with that. There's another term, prolly. People have been using prolly now for several months. I think I'm bad with that. Or pardon me, several years. And it's a diversion of probably. We should probably do this. I only use that in text form. Yeah, and I think that's fine just to shorten it up. There but you go. you're yeah. all right. All right. right, you know, right now, like the R and stress the thumbs when tight. <laughs> right, yeah, Jesus, don't hit them. Yeah, no reason to well, screw God with the money we, makers. God knows you wouldn't want to actually call somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Human interaction. What? No, isn't that? That's actually a true statement. Well, it's like, yeah. oh, you could just text somebody now, and I'm horrible at it. I've got friends that. Why don't you pick up the fucking phone ever? Like, well, I text you back, and then I was doing whatever, and then, you know, I, I just. And even now with my dad, I'll just text him, uh, and even my mother. And I'm like, I should just call them. I mean, it's yeah. just ridiculous. And then when you call them, it's always an accident. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really mean to do that. <laughs> you know. Uh... But then when they call me, I immediately assume because they're both uh, they're both about to turn seventy. Um, they're both remarried. They divorced. Um, I was like nineteen, but uh, whenever they call me, I figure something's wrong. Like, uh-oh. So it's the opposite of like when your kid calls you, like, what the fuck? No. You know, it's like, I'm waiting, like, oh, Christ, like, just please have everything be okay. Be good and news. I'm just, yeah, be good I'm news. not ready for it today. It, just it's say you're today. stopping by. Just say you're stopping <laughs> by. Just please. Um, but no, I guess, yeah, just those, those couple of things. Yeah. Uh, like a, a free drink. Uh, with a with a, if you're doing a show, maybe a, oh, absolutely. a little a little cut appetizer. Uh, open micers going over on time. Uh, lanyards can't stand them, and then uh, yeah, probably with the lanyards they can <laughs> hang by the neck with those. That's how we feel. About I still lanyards. yeah, I still think that's how Robin Williams went. It was just a lanyard. Just a lanyard. <laughs> it just he was just twirling his keys around, got caught in the ceiling fan. Wouldn't that <laughs> be? Funny? Well, yeah, you could do. You, you could go around with a pair of scissors and just cut people's lanyards. <laughs> no, I have like, seriously uh, thought about that. Like they I'm used just... to cut mullets off back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah, yeah. Or you'd walk around with a battery-powered clippers and just... That'd be the new YouTube sensation. Oh, just clipping lanyards. Yeah. But, you know, they're all millennials. You gotta buy me a new one. No, I'm not. Mom! No, I got you on video. You know, you could sew it together and learn a fucking craft. You could do that, too. Why on earth would I want to learn a skill that could benefit me in the future? You think I want to work? all free <laughs> what's work no but i have said you know i uh, i rip on i rip on the young the younger generation but it's not their well, fault it's, it's easy yeah, it's, it's just that they were raised. coddled it's just yep. that's just how they were oh shit this is not oh no we're gonna sue these people we're going to uh you can't you know they Plastic bubble. That's how it's it really all because was. of that Chris Hansen on To Catch a Predator. I blame I think, him. Uh, yeah, there's something to say with that. <laughs> I 
I blame him. This country's where it is because kids <laughs> stopped <laughs> being molested. Is that what you're trying to say? Or what? No, I'm yeah, saying this you... show freaked everybody out. <laughs> you didn't want to let your kid play in the front yard because you thought some guy cages. was going to come with a Happy Meal and some uh, candy and some Zima and try to take <laughs> them all. Zima. Zima. That's why they discontinued <laughs> Zima. I'm glad you clarified that because Andrew was onto something for a second. I'm like, is that what he means? <laughs> is that is that how you pull that off? Huh? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know you were a uh, Dateline savant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody no. knows Dave's the black heart. Yeah. <laughs> you should have died at the end of that movie. First five minutes. Should have been it. Done. Should probably keep that in-house. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Nah. Probably. Probably. Probably, probably, probably keep supposedly, that Supposedly, maybe. Supposedly, probably that, folks, keep that in. was called a callback. I'm learning something here today, and you could Very do. well done, too. It was very smooth. Well, Chris, as we wrap up here, where can people find you for upcoming events and your social media and Man. et cetera? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Christopher Olson. It's a K2FOLSON is the last name. Uh, Facebook, you can find my uh, podcast page, uh, the You Don't Say Podcast. I interview musicians, comedians uh, from time to time. Uh, Olsen Comedy on Twitter, Olsen Comedy on uh, Instagram, and then OlsenComedy.com is my website. I've got dates of uh, where I'll be, um, and if there aren't dates, um, give me a call. make one with you. Yeah. Book yeah. me, yeah. yeah I don't book, like, book him. Book, book him. me. Book Get him a booker. Hey, this is for the guys over in the UK. He's never flown for a gig. Make it happen, UK. Yeah, yeah. I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, Greece. I'll do I see. I know we got some listeners in Greece. Even France. He'll wear a yellow vest. France. He'll jump in there with you. <laughs> yeah, book just, him. Just call Pierre Francois. Ask the the uh, whoever the booker is in Greece to convert that immediately to American dollars. <laughs> 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 what, do you don't want 12 jubles? <laughs> I don't even know their currency. Ooh, I, just, I was like, jubles, that's always a good one to I hear. think that's going to be it for me now. I'm just like, oh, a nice Greek jubel. <laughs> yeah, you got that gerbil over there, and like the two gerbil? Jubel. I, I thought, he's, is that what she said, <laughs> jubel? Jubel. <laughs> Jubels. It's more, uh, it's more of a Jerusalem thing. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> it's more of an Israeli they're thing. Gonna, <laughs> now they're going to send an army over. <laughs> oh, I knew that would get Mason Quinn to pop. <laughs> that's all I, think that's, I think that's more of a bib, though, really. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to think of the most obscure like, <laughs> money in the world. <laughs> and, and why wouldn't they have a type of money, right? <laughs> no. Because they have all of it. <laughs> well, because the next place could be a magic lamp, and then he can get all the jewels he wants. <laughs> Look at Dave over there, all nervous, trying to wrap it up. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just wondering. Beep, beep, beep. So let's dive more into your childhood, there, Christopher. <laughs> oh God, there's a couch right over there. You got two more hours. <laughs> Quinn I had him go. delivered from WGNR. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, my recliner is so nice. Thanks, WGNR. Next one should be free. You know, we do another little segment of should be sponsors. Is there should be sponsors for Chris the Comedian? Uh, Tito's Vodka would be a good one. I, uh, Tito's is good. I, I, I have me a lot of that. As long as you're not drinking that. As long as you're not drinking that shit aviation gin. <laughs> Hugh Jackman stuff is way better. I bought. Uh, I bought. Um, I was on the road somewhere, and I bought uh, just like I, just, I I like vodka, so I'm like, well, after the show, I just want like a vodka soda, I just just something cheap. So I bought this. You know, there's nothing worse than 
being a comic out of town with the fucking plastic jug vodka. <laughs> but uh, this is how it went down. I was like, all right, I'm in the liquor store, and there's Epic Vodka. Oh. $9.99. Pardon me, uh, $10.99 with a $10 mail-in rebate. Yep. Oh, the rebate. Yes. So I bought the 175 and... Uh, <laughs> It's like Menards. I'm a, yeah, because I'm a player. And, uh, yeah, yeah, balling. So, yeah, I sent in the $10 rebate. So the bottle ended up costing me, uh, you know, a dollar with some tax or whatever the case. But uh, I'm going to let you know, Epic Vodka shouldn't sponsor anything. <laughs> they shouldn't sponsor themselves. The only thing they should sponsor would be, like, an alcoholic because that's, that shit is horrible. It's uh, Engine degreasing, maybe. Yeah, it is. Hey, do yeah. you need to kill the weeds in your yard? Mm-hmm. Epic Spaka. Oh, it was horrible. Don't no, um, drink it. Put it in your lawn. <laughs> Tito's, Tito's Vodka would be, would be awesome. Uh, that would be a great sponsor. I'm a, you hear I'm that, a Tito's? Fan, so. Even though probably no one listens from Tito's. but Oh, they do. We'll they send them a clip. Do. We'll yeah, send them we'll a clip. Send them something nice. Something pretty. <laughs> nice, a nice gift. From from the from the fellas, <laughs> <laughs> and a T. Always got to send the T-shirts. Indeed, yeah, yeah. And once again, we want to thank our special guest, comedian Christopher Olson. Be sure to follow him on all social media outlets. And so for Diamond Dave, Mason Quinn, and the answer, thank you all for listening to our wonderful podcast. Good night, now. Hey, what's up? It's the ODB, and you're listening to the Bad Medicine Podcast. Boom!